back from a long hiatus. It's, uh, I don't know, we got to come up with a new name because uh, yeah. it's no longer New Air Field. The Rock Pile Ruffians. That's not bad. That's not bad, yeah. Rock Pile Ruffians? RRR, Triple R? No, RP. There's RPR. That's still not bad. No. All right. So anyways, had, we haven't had a show in a while, so a lot has gone on. Um, a lot going on in the world of sports, I think, from the last time we're gone. Baseball's back, basketball's back, hockey's back, so that's kind of looking promising. Um, but some bad news, unfortunately, is um, for college football, the Big Ten, and shortly after, the Pac-12 decided they were going to fold in the towel or throw in the towel for the season. Um, Kofad, I know you were pretty upset about that, so I'm going to give you the floor for the first segment of the show. Thank you. I love, first of all, I love college football. It's by far my favorite sport, so I'm definitely passionate about this. Here's what I don't understand. So March Madness was can- canceled, and I think, you know, rightfully so as the COVID started uh, in our country. I don't understand why the NCAA didn't get with all the presidents and the major conferences and say, hey, I, I understand that college football is its own thing. It doesn't really mess with the NCAA. But we just lost a billion-dollar cash cow with March Madness. Let's not screw this up, especially the way our country's going, and I'll just leave it at that. Let's not screw this up and lose college football in the fall. Let's get together. Let's figure out a plan, and let's come up with backup plans. And then when baseball and other sports start, let's monitor them and figure out, hey, what are they doing right or wrong to go forward? And especially with all this bad stuff that's happened with baseball, hello, St. Louis Cardinals, you would have thought, okay, let's figure out a bubble situation so we can have college football. And I'm, football can absolutely have bubbles, whether it be NFL or college. And I know should be having these backup plans too. I don't understand why, like, Indianapolis could have been the Big Ten. Atlanta could have been the SEC, et cetera. You figure out plans, hey, let's just do conference-only games, maybe expand the playoffs so that it's power five plus one, not, you know, one mid-major. And let's get this going. Let's have this happen. Yes, I think the SEC will play. The Big 12 will probably play. Maybe the ACC. But it's just, it's not going to be the same. And spring football, forget that. That's just a pipe dream. That's not going to happen for all those conferences. Forget that. I'm just so mad. I can't believe they couldn't figure out a plan within these few months to get college football with all the conferences playing this fall. And it just, it breaks my heart. So that was my little two-minute rant. So mad. Kovac, you have to realize, like, if they make the football players play and they don't – because they're not going to put the vol- – West Virginia is not going to put the volleyball players on a plane and fly them down to Lubbock, Texas, because they know the risk at hand. And they don't that's, why, that's why they should have come up with a bubble plan. You can't tell me football can do bubble you, but The problem is then you, say, then you basically say football players are different. And then the minute you say they're different, guess what they do? They say, pay us. Pay us, pay us, pay us. They're not different in, if you say, hey, no, they are. not only are they taking online classes, but so are all the other students in these schools. Now, if schools want to be open, that's their decision. But you why can't, can't, why can't, it, why can't Justin them. Fields be in a bubble in Indianapolis with his Ohio State teammates? Everything's monitored. Everything's done very good like the NBA does it. And they can play. They can play like eight Big Ten games. So are you monitor gonna, are you gonna it just makes no sense to me. in a bubble? I think, again, after March Madness happened and it was canceled, the NCAA should have come up with a million different backup plans to figure out how to do fall sports. So, yeah, there could have been a volleyball bubble. Why not? Put in Des Moines. Well, Who the cares? minute you admit that football is different, it gives the football players ground to say, pay us. Well, and let's be real. If the NCAA just gave them a little stipend, especially now during a pandemic, we don't have football. 
I just, it's so frustrating that they couldn't figure out this plan. They had months. It wasn't like in March when all these things canceled. Like it made sense for it to cancel then. College football had months. And the NFL, they better hope everything goes okay because I think the NFL's in big trouble too because I doubt they have a backup plan and they should. I love it because it just shows again that the NCAA is an irrelevant entity. They have no real power. No one should listen to them at any oh, yeah. point anyway. So, it, like, the conferences are going to do what they want. We were talking about this before the show. SMU is going to play in two weeks. Mm-hmm. So, certain conferences, it's happening still. And I, I think the SEC is going to end up playing these games regardless. And the NFL, I'm not that worried. They will just bring new players in the whole time. They should just extend the season a little bit, have a couple weeks baked in where if a team has enough players that catch the virus, they have to cancel the game. They have a, a bye week further down the road. They can switch it to that game. The NFL with the greedy owners will figure out a way to get it done, and they will finish the season, guaranteed. So right, that's so what I – go ahead, Nolan. So what if – let's say with a bubble idea, what if the NFL did something? Let's say – maybe it is backup plan, but if you did like eight bubbles, one for each division, um, you played all those teams twice – and once you got done with that division, you everybody took like a bye week. Well, you put everything the East, and the East and the West and the West and the Central and the Central. Yeah, and you get that done, and then take a bye week, and then you move to the next bubble. And I saw an idea even kicking around where it's like, eh, after the first round of the bubbles, the first two seeds move on, and the other two are done for the season. Which people yeah. are gonna hate, but it's better. You know, it might be. Cause I think if, if players in the if it's during this pandemic and like teams are out of the running, then players are going to start saying, "Yeah, I don't want to play anymore. I'm not. I'm opting out." Or they're going to fake it. Well, which I'm fine with. I, every player in any yeah. sport, they, they have that right. I'm fine with that. But right. I just I can't believe they all these college major college programs, all these the Power Five. I can't believe they couldn't just come together and come up with multiple plans to get this through. Instead, like Kay said. Every, every conference is their own entity. They all have power. The NCAA just showed how weak it is once again. It's just amazing. It's amazing that we're not going to have March Madness and we're not going to have Big Ten in the fall and Pac-12 and maybe more. You know, Mount West is out, Max out. This stinks. This is, this is horrible. Well, and anyone that thinks spring football is a viable option is no. an idiot as well because if, you're, if you have a chance of getting drafted, there's no way you should play. The draft's in April. Why would you risk getting hurt in January, February, March if you are a top first or second round? It's such a small percentage of the players. Though. Yeah, but it's the percentage he, of the players you want to watch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nobody, and beyond but, just – Beyond just that, go ahead. You could roll out Grambling State versus Southern and people are going to watch it, like even though there's no NFL players on those teams. Like, I mean, look at how many players sit out in the Bulls and everyone's still watching <laughs> He's got yeah. 40 in his hands. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I, don't, I don't see a viable way they can do spring football plus recruiting plus, oh, let's do fall football too. Like, I think yeah. whether it be our country or college football is this idea that, oh, everything's going to be magically better by January. I just don't see that happening. I, and I don't think spring football is going to be – maybe some conferences will do it, but I don't think it's going to be a major thing as a whole. No way. I think if the players take risks like they do all the time, they know going on the field, I could get hurt and have serious, like, life-threatening injury. If they want to play, 
and they're okay with that risk, and they're okay with, with possibly getting this virus, let them play. And if they don't want to play, don't. And anybody who shames people for not playing, you're an asshole, let them play. Like, it's not that hard. Yeah. And just, I don't know. Look, look at what, and I get it's professional sports, but as we said, with college football, come on, let's, let's not kid ourselves. Look at what the NBA has done. The NBA has done a phenomenal job setting up that bubble in Orlando. They're getting no tests. In fact, like a report came out this weekend, they might have the best tests in the country. The NBA should be like running the country with their test system that they have going on. If I'm any other sport here in America, including baseball, with a, they should have a bubble playoff. I'm listening to the NBA. How are you doing it? What, 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 what's working? What's not working? That should be the setup for pretty much all these sports going forward. In fact, the NBA has, you know, the rumors are when they start next season, probably in December, it's going to be like three or four bubbles across the country. They're going to do about 20 games and then like rotate. So there's not going to be like a regular normal season where, you know, there's a game in Cleveland tonight and a game in LA. No, there's going to be like four or five bubble spots. The NBA figured it out. And a lot of these other sports, including college football, could not. Blows my mind. But with, with the NBA, I mean, obviously you have – there's less teams because they're already almost over their season. So they have so many teams. And on a ro- how many, I don't know how many people are on an NBA roster. Twelve. Again, with all the money that's so in college football, you tell me they can't you figure out a bubble got, system. You've got sixty-nine people on a roster per team. I think a good thing for football is you're only traveling once a week, whereas baseball, you're constantly traveling. You're constantly getting people in planes. You're constantly, you know. You're all together. And, um, and again, we see why that, that didn't work. It's, I mean, it, exactly. it's working somewhat with baseball, but there's too many. The Cardinals have played six games. But I just think with basketball, it, it's just – it's easier, obviously, with less teams, less players and all that. And But, it, like, even with football, like, Seattle tried to do their little mini bubble, and that one rookie brought in they, some girl and, and dressed her up as a football player, and he thought that was going to work somehow. Well, and look what happened. They got – they cut his ass right out of there. Yeah, so, so was it like stuff or? You're gonna have people doing that. You're gonna have people trying to sneak out. It just takes one time, going and seeing your relatives or something, and you bring it back, and then everyone's gonna throw a hissy fit. I don't know. It's, it's gonna be tough, but they should. They it's it's on such a high level of professionalism, and there's there's so much money to be made or lost. They should have a way to figure it out the way that they can do it, especially after, okay, you That's saw what, what worked in basketball, you saw what doesn't work in baseball. I think the NFL was blessed, and so was college football. Like you said, Kofi, they really jumped the gun on that. But or yeah. they, maybe they waited too long to get a plan going, but they were blessed with this huge timeline of mm-hmm. preparation. And now college football is like, well, what were you doing this whole time? Like you were just banking on the fact that it was going to be better by now? Like, it's not a very good look, I don't think. No, it's a terrible look. Absolutely terrible. It, it makes it makes the Power Five conferences look incredibly greedy. It makes the NCAA look inept. It just it's it's so bad overall. And then all these mixed messages, like Justin Field today is getting you know a petition to try to get you know all these people to hey let's get the Big Ten back open. But then you had an NCAA medical chief last night saying you know it just doesn't make sense to play. You know there's all these mixed messages. They never could come together. It's just, it's just embarrassing. And well, why can't why can't, like, Ohio State and Nebraska go independent, like, one year? TV, TV contracts, that's the problem. It always goes down oh, to yeah. money, and they're, they're, they're locked in, and they'd probably have to share some revenue. So they could get it done, but they'd have to go and negotiate, and I just don't think that they have. You're not going to get that done. In- no, not now. Three, three weeks or whatever, yeah. 
But what's going to happen is the SEC and the ACC and these other smaller conferences are all going to play. They're going to get the their SEC, revenue, and they're well, not going to lose all these jobs. That, the national champ anyway, so. And this is just the last thing I'll say on it. I, I already made my piece on college football. NCAA, please wake up. Because if you don't do something, college basketball is going to be ruined yet again. There should be a bubble system for, like, all the conferences. Let them just play each other. Or else we're not going to have March Madness in 2021. So they got to get this figured out. Wake up, NCAA. Call Adam Silver, please. For, I think it is so nice to have basketball back. Like, as far it's been a great as far as it's just a sport. Basketball, hockey, golf, soccer. You don't, you don't even notice, really – like, watching on TV, like, yeah, you see the virtual fans and everything, but, like, I think it's gone over so smoothly. It's so nice to have sports back again. Um, whereas baseball, you can kind of tell there's no fans in the stands. It's a little weird. And even hockey, it's a little different. But I just think basketball is, like, kind of didn't even, like, miss a beat as far as that goes. So, I'm really impressed with what they've done. Um, yeah, well, did, you guys watch, did you guys watch any of the hard knocks for the L.A. teams? No, I I did, and it it, it it's so sad. Um, usually, it's like bad. first hard knock comes out, and I'm so excited because I'm like, football's back, let's go. Right. It's like really, but with the whole situation and the climate that we're in right now, it just it wasn't that exciting. And then you see how they're dealing with it, and they also don't know day to day what the hell is going on. But it does seem like they do have a good amount of tests. The players are going in, getting tested every day, so. At least they have some things figured out, but I still have confidence that the NFL will figure out a way to get it done. I don't think they're the smartest league or the most well-run league by any means, but I do think they are the greediest and they have uh, the ability because the, the season is so short, they can extend it a little bit. It's only three months, so they, they can put some, some measures in place to get things done. Like the NBA players didn't see their families for a certain amount of time, the NFL players could do the same thing. They could uh, keep them in those like regional bubbles like we talked about, or if they continue to have really good testing, fly them in early to the city, put them, put them in a, a, a section of the city or a hotel that's totally closed off, um, and then test them early in the week and continue to test, and then play the game later that week. There's, there's things they could do to make it work. Here's something yeah. I've been thinking of. You know, look what happened to St. Louis Cardinals. They couldn't play for two weeks. They had multiple players get COVID. They had to be quarantined twice. If that happened to an NFL team where it was like 10 or more players got it, would that be enough for the NFL to say, hey, we got to cancel this week? Or would they just say, hey, you got to, you know, bring up some practice squad players, whatever, just keep the train going? That's something I've been thinking about. Like, what would it take for the NFL to cancel or postpone games? Like, how much, what would the number have to be? No, I think they've been very lenient with, like, the practice squad and, like, signing players, like, on and off. I think they're going to just let it go. Um, but it's really going to come – and I think that's why it's going to come down to which one of these 32 teams is going to handle this the best where they have the least amount of, you know, instances that they have to deal with. So I guess that's kind of a cool thing to see with Hard Knocks, even though, like Kay said, it was kind of depressing because it almost makes you think, like, geez, this is, like, what we're dealing with right now. But at least, like, each week we'll get to get a little glimpse of what's going on and what they have to deal with. So maybe if everything's going really smoothly, then Hard Knocks will be like, okay, this is all going well. But if things start to crash down, at least we'll have an insight of what's going on. Um, but, yeah, back to your thing, Kofi. I think, I think they're just going to let it – 
they're they're gonna, be, they're gonna be lenient with like the practice squad numbers and like get as long as they test positive and i think it's it's gonna be a mess for some and a blessing for others and just uh, i don't and then know let, let me give you one more scenario uh texans chiefs that's the thursday night opener you yep. know let's let's just say like watson and mahomes got it would that be enough to say hey we're losing our star players, or even just one of them. Cancel the game, postpone Chase the game. Daniel, Ryan Mellon, have that. In. Like you know, because then the wa- the product's so watered down. So like, will that be a factor if like certain star players get it? You know, we need to postpone or push it back. But what if, if those guys got hurt in training camp? Would you just cancel the game? But this is this is different. This is a virus. You know what I mean? But it's I mean it's it's it's, it's not something within the game itself. It's, it's completely different. I think. Or else, why would or why would why why is baseball postponing all these games if it's not different? If they build in um, like these, these extra bye weeks, perhaps the team could Which get they the should. option. If if uh, like maybe you give a, a team an option like two per year, and mm. you want to cancel based on the number of players or who gets the virus, you get to choose you want to not play that week because you're going to be missing your star player. But knowing that, yeah, but then- well, I bet they just say next man up and they they play the game. So what you yeah, say? What about the other teams going to have to agree to it? Like, say that again, Noah. Like, like the other team's going to have to agree to it. Let's say like the Chiefs is like, wow, Pat Mahomes is sick this week. That's why I think they're just we want to buy week, but they're like, no. I've, and Houston's like, no, we're healthy. Like we're ready to go. We don't want to because we might be sick, you know, in three weeks or whenever we reschedule. So I don't know. That like it's tricky. I think, like you said, I think they're just going to say, nope, next man up. And Copa, yeah. I think. I think people are going to be so hungry for football, they're going to watch. Even if Pat even, Holmes doesn't play. I even if it's Jake, Jake Fromm versus, you know, whoever the Jets back quarterback is, you want that? I'm going to watch. Okay. Here, here's why you I really, am worried about NFL. You're going to say, no, I'm not going to watch the Bills. I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> be like, why, why, why is this happening? Here's uh, where I disagree with Case, and I am worried about the NFL. It was clear college football had no backup plan at all. Do we think the NFL has backup plans? Because I don't. I, Case, I think it'd be a good idea to build in possible multiple bye weeks, but I don't think the NFL even has that idea. I really don't. That's why I'm worried. Yeah, I, I just feel like they have the ability because the season's only like three or four months. They can push it back and people will still watch. So if they build in bye weeks and even if like halfway through, they start to not be able to handle it. They're like, okay, we're going to cancel the season for two weeks and then start again. They have the ability to do that. I, yeah. Because the, the minimal amount of games they play, it's a lot easier for them. To That's true. That That's true. Yeah. I mean, I if we played play the Super Bowl at St. Patrick's Day, would anybody give a shit? No, no. I, I just want a season. Yeah. Well, I hope they didn't put it but, on St. Patrick's Day, but if it was near. But, whether it's a full season or a reduced season, because I'm not sure they're going to get through a 17-week season. My gut says they're not, but I could be totally Yeah, they, they could definitely shorten it, too. Like, if you, they got to – so you sent um, – what season was it where they played nine games? Nin- 1982. They had a straight short season. They had a nine-game season, and they did a 16-team playoff. I'd be, I would sign up for that right now. Yeah, I think that's viable. You know, so, that could be a backup plan, you know? Uh, maybe. Well, I just but I just hope they have a backup plan. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, but I mean, it was clear college football did it. Like, when do you when do you change the schedule? When do you change? Like, I don't know. It's tough. If a, a 16 game season's already in place, and like, you know, two games into it, we're like shit. Do you just cut off? Like, I don't know. 
or do you or going back to your idea earlier nolan of the bubble idea let's say let's just do like afc east nfc east bubble nfc south afc south bubble etc let's mm-hmm. make up a eight game schedule you're gonna play or whatever it might be and do it that way i just they should have these type of plans in place just in case and i just don't think they do because what you could do i mean like i was saying like you do your each division as a bubble and then after that you know six weeks or whatever if you play everyone twice the bottom two you're done for the season sorry thanks for coming you didn't make the cut and you move on to the next round that way you have less teams you could even have less bubbles um and you just kind of yeah. do that. it's kind of a shortened season but it's kind of it's less games so it's less money is the only thing so yeah um i don't know i, I saw I somebody a- wrote up an article with that idea i thought it was eh, maybe but I, anyways, I, I just originally when COVID all started happening, I thought, yeah, there's no way you can do bubbles with football, but I, I've completely changed my mind. I think it is something that is needs to be seriously considered. And I think it is. I definitely think it's possible. On a more your question though, case. Yeah, so if, when, if the bills have home games, right, but they're not going to let fans in the stands, is everyone going to still go tailgate and just, watch the game from the parking we're lot? Not, we're not supposed to. It's against the law right now. Any gathering for sporting events, is you can't do it. Look what happened at the first Blue Jays game at Salem Field. There was people behind the highway watching it, and, it, and state troopers had to come and say, you, you got to get out of here. So, yeah, I'm sure there's going to be some crazy Bills fans who try to get as close as possible. But if everyone goes, are they going to arrest everybody? Like, that's the thing. So if, if- <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, probably. In New York, probably. I don't think there's enough room in the jails. I don't think, yeah. There's huge jails underneath the stadium. They, 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 can put them, they can put them there. But then, well, I think it would be great as, to see everyone show up and watch the game outside and cheer as it's going on. It would no be one snows, you can launch snowballs into the stadium. <laughs> you would think they would just have security in all those different places to just, you know, you would think, but again, with the, with the NFL, but the handle that's kind of my point is, if, if I'm Cuomo and I'm saying, okay, you can't gather in a huge parking lot and watch the game on a TV with your group, but you're allowed to go to a bar, or restaurant, or a home, and there's going to be a bunch of people jammed in there watching it. Like, where's the virus going to spread? Inside and, in those small areas or outside in that parking lot? Probably look, more inside than outside. And look, going back to my anger over college football not happening, and I, I think I have some different opinions than some of you guys based on the group chat. All these people that have gathered around the country, had parties, all this stuff, that's why we're not having college football too. Like that stuff ticks me off. Just, you know, I, I think we need to be a little more conservative with this, not go out as much, not do all these things. And yet the selfishness of our country has caused us to lose things like Big Ten and Pac-12 football and more than that. And it just it ticks me off. There's no plan. No plan in our country, whether it be top level or with things like college football. Uh, I'm not going to get want, I want games. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not getting games. I'm so mad. So mad. And no one, no one, went, no one traveled across the country last week. Yeah, I'm fine. You're great. I went to a non-quarantine state, Kofad, followed all the rules, and I came back. Great. Great. I'm glad you did, but again, our, country, our, our numbers are terrible. We're not getting any better. We have no leadership. It's just, it's so frustrating. I should be able to watch in a couple of weeks 
on 12 o'clock Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific out here, Purdue versus Northwestern on ESPN2 with Beth Moen's calling. I don't get that anymore, and that's just so frustrating. Well, but you're going to so get UNC versus Duke, so get, you get ready for it. Okay, but that's it's, it's just not the same. I wanted all college. I think and you know what's going to happen? Oklahoma's going to win Big 12 with eight games and say, hey, we made another playoff. Like, Put an asterisk next to this college football season. That's the one you put an asterisk. Next so is UCF gonna gonna get in on this or what? Probably back another title. Yeah. All right. So let's get oh. to some Bill stuff. All right. Okay. So, um, okay. So, we'll talk some contract stuff and things like that. But, um, Trey White, um, he's going into his fourth year. They have the fifth year option. Um, I think they want to get a deal done. I heard on ESPN that they tried to get a deal done earlier this year, and it kind of fell through. I don't know if that's Trey wants to play and see, keep his options open, or if it's a money thing. Um, but he is in his fourth year with a fifth-year option. Matt Milano is also coming up. They just signed Deion Dawkins. So Trey going on his fifth year would be good for, say, Matt Milano. Um, because he doesn't have that option. But at the same time, you'd almost rather get Trey um, to put ink to paper and get him sealed into Buffalo. Um, what are your guys' thoughts about this going on? Find him as fast as possible. Yeah. And, you know, he's tough to read because he does seem to like Buffalo at times. But then, you know, you, you saw him lash out on Twitter a little bit about people pressuring him because he, he said he might not play. But most of the comments were – pretty positive it was just that's what happens with social media it's like the couple negative ones is what sticks out so it makes all the fans look bad because some people were assholes about it but hopefully he can see that we support whatever decision he makes we obviously want him to play but if he doesn't feel comfortable doing that don't but i think he wants to play in a bigger market and if it's a money thing we'll probably we now have the resources to match anybody else he might just want to be in a bigger market on a different team. But at the same time, as he's been here, the team's grown in the right direction. We've been winning games. He's obviously one of the, the stars of the team. But, you know, from a national level, I don't know, especially him getting snubbed this year. I think he just thinks being in a small market probably hurting him from a, you know overall kind of perception standpoint because he's one of the best – corners in the league and he doesn't get you know the national respect yeah, yeah i think i think trey Wright or trey white excuse me i think he's just using his leverage right now. you know that's why there's no deal and i i do think that there's just too much you know people worrying about what's going on, on social media if trey white doesn't resign with the bills it's not gonna be because he was upset about a few tweets back here in july and august like that's not gonna be the reason uh i will say this buffalo with the signing of Deion Dawkins this week and some of the other moves they made, they gave the extension to McDermott. The Bills are starting to feel like a reliable, smart franchise, much like the Patriots have been, much like the Spurs had been for 20-plus years in the NBA. Now, the Bills have got to start winning. they got a bad – Don't get ahead of yourself with the Spurs and Patriots. <laughs> well, I'm, just, I'm just saying they're start, – to me, it feels like they're starting to get the reputation of a smart-run franchise. And – I hate to say it, but kind of trust the process. I, I, I do believe that a little bit and that whether we re-sign them or not, the Bills are going to make the best decision for the franchise. And I haven't felt that way about the Bills since, you know, the Jim Kelly, Marv Levy days. 
where I could trust the franchise. That's kind of why I want a deal to get done with Matt Milano too, because he got brought Mm -hmm. up and now he's playing with Tremaine Edmonds and they're a good solid group together. And he's developed every single year was last year. He broke a hundred tackles. He's just very versatile. I like him, but obviously you want to get Trey away first. Um, But yeah, like Case said, he's kind of hard to read. He, with the whole fans and everything. um, And I feel like he had another instance where, uh, people were saying, oh, we should have drafted Pat Mahomes and we, we traded back and now we got Trey White. And he got mad about that. And I was like, yeah, of course. Wouldn't you rather have the best quarterback in the league? Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, looking back now, but, yeah, but, but I'm glad we have, I'm glad we but have you, Trey. But you, you got to move forward. I mean, the, the, yeah. You can't no, dwell on that. You got to move forward. And yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Obviously, anybody in that draft would have took Pat Mahomes over anybody they took. But we didn't when we got Trey White, and we could have done much worse than Trey White. And he, I, he, same thing. He let the Twitter, the couple people on Twitter, get to him. Um, you and, you and but Brad. then, but then today he posted something like "Year Four, Let's Go," and it was a big Bills hype up video. So then you kind of get that, and you're like, well, maybe he is all in. So I think this is a very big year. Um, if we do good, and maybe we do get a little bit more of national recognition and a bigger stage, I think that does help Trey stay here. Um, but like, I would rather just sign him today. Yeah, because he's yeah, talking to like Ramsey, and Ramsey's like, "Oh, you gotta get out of Buffalo." Blah, yeah, blah, blah. Ramsey. I mean, and he's gonna go nine. Well, look how well that seven. went for Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, he's yeah. gonna go nine and seven his whole life in LA. Like, yeah, because they because they basically pay like six or seven people all the money, and now the team sucks. But yeah, like I mean, if you can pay him, like pay him. But um, at the end of the day, if um, when it comes to him and Milano, like if the money's not right, if he's not going to basically offer him the money that's right, and if he doesn't sign, he doesn't want to be here. They were I think that I think that's what they tried to do earlier this year. But then but if he does, if he, he does get traded at the end of, well, I mean, we have the fifth year option. We could hold on to him, but let's say he tries to force his way in, which a couple players are doing now. Um, do you think the Bills get something like a first-round pick for him, or do you think he hasn't gotten that recognition yet? I mean, how much should the the Seahawks give up for Jalen Ramsey? That's a safety. That's not even anywhere Jamal close. Adams. Jamal Adams. Jamal Adams. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, Jamal Adams. Yeah, but I think, like, people just love Jamal Adams for some reason. He's on this shitty fucking Jets team, and he still gets all this recognition. So I'm just – I do think like, he's good. I mean, just saying. Yeah, he's good, but – He's no Trey White. So do you think Trey White gets a first-round pick for a trade? Well, of course. If his, play, if, if, if his play is as good as it was last season, then, yeah, I do think so. Especially a team like Seattle, a team that's like, hey, we've got to win now, like, like the Rams did with Jalen Ramsey, a team like that that says, hey, we'll give a little more than we probably should because we're in the position a right now. A lot more. Yeah, we should, get, we should be able to get, like, two or, like, a one and a two for him. Yeah. Two so, first-round picks? Yeah, I mean, what'd they give up for um, Jamal Adams? Who? This is a quarter, not oh, a not two first-round picks. Yes, the Seahawks gave up two first-round picks. Wow. I didn't know that. Was it like this year or next year or something? This year, next year, and like a fourth or something like that? Yeah, it was uh, the New York Jets got – 2021 first-round first pick and a 2022 first-round pick and a third-round pick in 2021. So, yeah, that's we can get a haul similar to that. So, if the, like, if, if he doesn't want to stay here, we should be able to get at least a first, two firsts for him. That's why I think if he doesn't 
resign, we have to just we have to trade him. Just yeah. Him. But especially so, uh, you get something like that. I mean, I hope he stays. Yeah, definitely. I haven't heard what kind of money he's asking for, but like the rumors that I heard when they were trying earlier this year, they they were putting him in the top cornerbacks, which is right around like 16, 17 mil a year. I don't know. This is just from like I traded Good Morning America. I think they were talking about it. Or Good Morning Football. Um, but yeah, that that kind of made me a little nervous. I mean, uh, over then, 70, like 20 mil a year for a corner, though, that that get starting to get expensive, too, because then you're going to have to take that from other areas. Yeah, yeah you, got, you have to try to win after, now. Because, I mean, you got to start worrying about Josh Allen. You got to yeah, start exactly. worrying about Ryan yep. I mean, and so if he. We got a lot of miles to feed coming up, so. Yeah. And I think it's a group that wants to be together. I think there's a lot of good camaraderie there. Um, they all seem to be in it together, and I think Sean Dermott kind of has them feeding. He's and eating them into his system and his philosophies and things like that. So I'd like to keep as many as we can together because what we have this year coming up, they have the most uh, returning players or something like that on the offense. I think they're like top two. Yeah, I think that's so, I think that's right. Yeah, so that's that's nice if we can keep that going. Um, but yeah, and then as far as opting out. Starlet Tule dropped out, and uh, CJ Gaines, I think. I think those were the only two. So it doesn't hurt us a lot. One, but Gaines, Gaines, that that hurts. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'm hoping Josh Norman gets back into McDermott's system and has a little rebirth. Um, I, I, I'm not buying the Josh Norman hype. I think I'm he's not, going to really I, I, I just, said I'm not banking. If they can make him look good, then I will really believe in the process. Because I, I just think that was a flyer to say, hey, what the heck, let's try it. I'm not, I'm not buying stock on Josh Warren. That's all I'm, I, I'm not either. I'm with Kofod, surprisingly. Yeah. Well, Brett says if Tremaine Edmonds – or if Trey White leaves, it's going to be just like Josh Norman because he ain't going to be shit if he's not in the McDermott system. I think Brett is an idiot for that call. <laughs> Break him up. <laughs> Clip that. <laughs> yeah. So – I don't know. Um, but, yeah, yeah, CJ Gaines hurts. Um, cause, EJ. Or EJ Gaines. So, I mean, because we were already thin at that position anyway. We drafted that guy from Pittsburgh, I think. And then we got Norman in the offseason. And I don't know if we got anybody else. We got Levi. So, Levi Wallace. Yeah. Hey, he played really good in his rookie season. So, just like Trey he White. Did. Really good rookie yeah. season. Bounce back here. Second year. Yeah, I think he was just – he was having kind of a – he was a liability a little bit last year. But, but I mean, our overall defense was fine anyway, so I'm not super worried about it. Um, but I think last time I looked, the Bills still had like $24.2 million in cap space, but that might have been before the Do- – does the Dawkins thing affect that at all? I mean, they might have dug into it this year. I, don't know. I haven't looked. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know, like, Starla Tula's his contract rolls over into 21 and 22. So I, I think so. Because he's no. got guaranteed money. So that right. kind of affects how much you can pay all those players, too. I don't know. This whole thing is just it's throwing a wrench and everything. I can't stay in the butt. Oh. Yeah, Starla Tula pushing his contract back is going to hurt our free yeah. agent. Mm-hmm. Right. We should just cut him and eat, eat, eat the shit now. Could do that. I, I think they're waiting to see 
what happens with the season and there's because like you know there's so much uncertainty they don't want to make any decisions but i wouldn't be surprised if they cut him and eat it this year um yeah once things start rolling i mean he's a run stuffer um you got i just hope um Harrison we're, Phillips can stay we're healthy. deep enough there that like he helps us with our depth but we have enough yeah. good players there where it, it's a loss but it's not a huge loss i mean harrison phillips has to stay healthy they were talking about moving Epinesa more inside. He's done that before. Ed Oliver seems to be off the hook with uh, yeah. all of his accusations. In that situation. So that's nice. Um, but, yeah, like uh, Taylor was mentioning earlier, he, uh, replacing Lorenzo Alexander, that's kind of a concern. Um, he played like three positions. He rushed the passer, he played the Sam linebacker, and he played special teams. Yeah, and they they brought over that guy from Pittsburgh who was kind of a Swiss Army knife. Um, a couple people I know in Pittsburgh were upset to see him go, but I don't know too much about him. And then they got what's-his-face from the Saints there. He used to play for Carolina. What's his name? Klein? Klein, A.J. Klein? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, he's – he used to play um, with Luke Keekley, and I heard those two used to kind of – go at it a lot, you know, competition-wise, and they were kind of – obviously, Luke Keekley was better, but Sean McDermott saw really good things out of him, so I'm hoping he can kind of step up. But, yeah. Not, My question is, when I watch um, – like, talking about linebackers, when you watch Tremaine Edmonds, do you think he's – do you think he's built linebacker material, or do you think he's more built for the outside? Like, he's long, he covers well, like, he gets his hands out, like – Maybe he can rush the passer, but he doesn't really feel hard. He doesn't hit people hard. Like yeah, he kind still, of that, that big outside linebacker, that long, like you know, that long, like I'm gonna get you off me. I'm gonna rush the passer. I'm gonna extend the field outside linebacker. Yeah, but I think he's still young. He's still developing. Um, they said he grew taller in the off season. Ooh, they still grow. Whatever that means. That's good. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Nolan. I think he's young. He's still raw. And this is really a cop-out answer, Taylor, but I think he's a hybrid. You can put him all over the field. That's that's how I feel about Trey Emmons, at least right now. Yeah, and, and you, let develop, you let him develop more, and then you figure out what his true number one position is. And I do think getting rid of Jordan Phillips, because Jordan Phillips, like, he had a lot of sacks, but he wasn't keeping the defensive tackles off. No, off the linebackers. He would like. I mean, I could probably find you ten minutes, and I could find you video. He's getting blown out of the screen, but then he also can like just delay the guy and get him to sack the quarterback. But when it comes up to like manning up and like blowing through and like keeping the uh, tackles off, tackles and guards off the linebackers, he just wasn't doing it. Like if you, like go ask Ray Lewis. What's more important, having Matt Milano next to you or having some good guys in front of you to keep those? The big you, hoss. You, you go ahead and talk to Ray Lewis. I'll pass on that. He's dirt. He's grass. I love Ray Lewis. Um, well, yeah, then we got Addison coming in. Where, what is it? Trent Murphy's last year? And um, Gary Hughes? Yeah, Jerry Hughes. He's only got like a year or two left too. Jerry Hughes, it's his. I think it's both their last years of their contracts. 
or at least yeah. the last year we actually had money on them. So they'll both be able to be cut at the end of the year. I would trade Murphy if you could. That's what Jerry I was thinking. Hughes, Jerry Hughes was actually like, like last episode, like Reynolds brought up good points. Like he brought like a lot of pressure, but he didn't get a lot of sacks. So like the trademark mm-hmm. for Jerry Hughes is going to be lower than it's probably worth. So I'd hang on to him. His money value is not that bad. But Trent Murphy, if you could get, if you could just get rid of him. I'd get rid of him. Like no yeah. offense, yeah. Murphy, but if, if somebody will take him for anything, like piece of beer, yeah. some round pick, ship him off. We're only yeah, you brought in Addison. You got up in four mil this year, though. It's not that that bad. True. What do you think our weakest coin is as far as depth? We just thought offensive yeah, line. Would you say linebacker or would you say corner? <laughs> linebacker, offensive line, safety, yeah. offensive line, offensive line. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Oh yeah, because oh, yeah, not... Feliciano just got. Well, we brought in Winters. Yeah. He was pulling three trucks on his back. But once if he gets hurt. Mm. And honestly, something I thought about with COVID, of all the of all the players that are most likely to get it, wouldn't be offensive linemen. We're a little overweight, like. So you want to have depth. You want to have be able to be ready to sign people off the streets. I can see that happening with a bunch of teams this season. I say totally wrong. I don't know. Give it to all of them right now. So in two weeks they'll be fine. Just throw a big party. Just inject it into them. (laughs) <laughs> now they have it, and dude, they'll be fine. And then the whole go ahead and send that plan to Cuomo. <laughs> Cuomo, fuck. Apparently, they're saying that the the antibodies last at least three months. The last thing that I read. So, <laughs> giving it to them now is a little bit early, but maybe maybe in a couple <laughs> weeks, give it to them. Yeah, but you need two weeks to re- quarantine. You know. Oh. Yeah, I th- but like they get tested every day, so their first negative test to give them back. I don't think um, it always takes two weeks. Like usually the, the period's like six to ten days, depending. So wait, these guys, these so guys are have the best the doctors in the world. Gone, gone. no preseason. Because that was supposed to start like last week, right? Well, they would have had the Hall of Fame game earlier in the month that got canceled, yeah. and then they just outright got rid of preseason, okay. which makes so sense. Why would you? Right? Why are you gonna have exhibition games, football in a pandemic? Yeah, why are you risking games that don't matter? I mean, like college I'm, football doesn't have preseason. No, so I, I'm, they don't need it. And I'm sorry, coaches. I get it's a little tough for coaches to figure out what players you want because you only basically have a shortened version of training camp. Tough luck. Like, yeah, figure they, out your they'll team. be they'll be fine. Like out here in Vegas, the big thing is Gruden is. It seems like he's falling in love with Mariota. I'm sure if there was an exhibition game, you could see Mariota struggling and maybe figure out, hey, I don't love him as much. But that's what you get right now. You know, yeah, you, you only see your players, that's it. Peterman. I mean, he runs, he passes, he's making audibles, he's getting better, and he's getting some confidence. So, um, you know, he's in the mix. I like him. I know other people that do too. Oh, yeah. Still loves I don't even know where he is anymore. He's still with the Raiders. I saw – I saw him when, they, when the Raiders did a little mini practice at a park. He overthrew. Oh, that's right. He overthrew a player, and like the ten or so people that were around were like all laughing. Yeah, Classic didn't they kick you out? 
No, I was filming. Derek Carr saw me. He got pissed off. He gave me a glare, and then someone said, hey, stop filming, and I apologized, and I stopped filming. After I got about a five You didn't give him the dirty bird? No, I, it's Derek Carr. How can you be mad at Derek Carr? Did you tell him you're going to get kicked out? Gruden's going to bench you for Mariota. Did you tell him that? No, it, well, Mariota wasn't there either, so that would have been a funny thing to say. All right, boys. Well, I got through everything I wanted to talk about. Um, is there anything else that's burning on your mind before we sound off, sign off? I have, I have one last quick thing. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think the Rock's purchase of the XFL is actually – He's a part of it. Well, a part of it. But yeah, yeah it's like him. he's buying the Nets. He, he doesn't have any money. Yeah, it was only $15 million for the XFL. Yeah, oh, fifteen million. Yeah. Shit, we should have got the. <laughs> See, this is what the expo should do. They, I they, could have bought for me and loaned us the money. I could have, I could have mortgaged Vishaka's doctors like earning. The XFL should figure out a bubble system and invite college players like Justin Fields to play like this fall at some point. Do I think the XFL is going to do that? No, I think the XFL wants to be a spring league, which is going to be a failure. Spring leagues don't make sense for football in a normal world. Why would you risk? So that's why I think the Rocks purchase is overrated. Like I just don't think it's. Why would you risk playing the in the in the XFL? Okay, like you're a teacher. If you maybe not Justin Fields, but if you're throwing out out money at these players, why wouldn't they? If you're an eighty thousand dollars, if it's a bubble, like lined up in um, California, and they're like, "Oh, come teach for a year in North Carolina for thirty thousand dollars a year," but we're gonna tape you, and we're gonna send the people in North Carolina. But you have that job lined up already. You would tell them to piss off. All I know is look at what the USFL did in the 80s when they brought up all those players like a Herschel Walker, like a Jim Kelly who didn't start with the Bills. That's what the XFL should be shooting for, but they're never going to do it. That's why the Rock purchase is overrated. Like, who cares? It's not going to be anything. That's what I think. Their their owner is the president now. You can help them out. So what was your point, Case? I just think from a timing standpoint – uh, if a lot of these <laughs> players in like the Pac-12 and Big Ten, if they actually want to play, they can go play in the XFL. Because <laughs> I think what with the missing of the preseason, what that hurts more than anything, and the coaches can say, "Oh, I'm getting people on tape to see who's really there." But what it hurts is the lower-level players that have made great strides in the last couple of years that might not have gotten enough recognition, or they went to a small school, so they're not as followed. So no preseason. If those players want a chance, now they go to the XFL. So there might be some better talent in the XFL. That raises the profile of the XFL, and it happens to work out for them. Like I just think it could be fortunate for them, just with the timing of everything. Like with, with everything happening, if they can step in and take advantage of that. Do you think they will though? Because I don't. They should jump in now. Figure out a plan now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They could take advantage yeah. of this, but I don't know if they will either, but it's it's an option. I just get a feeling the XFL wants wants to be just a regular spring football league. Let's put games on Saturday and Sunday instead of actually creating a bubble environment now. And that's to me, that's a mistake. Right. Well, I mean, the XFL, I mean, they had terrible luck. The year they come into it, there's corona and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but it did go over much better than I thought it was going to when they first started it, I, the spring league or whatever. I think it's a good experimental league um, to test out new rules. Like, I liked the uh, kickoffs. Um, yep. 
the uh, what the points after was in. I don't know if that would have gone through. But they they could have tried that. They could have tried that instead of the onside kick thing. They could have tried that out first in the XFL to see how it goes. So yeah, maybe they use the XFL to try out this bubble thing. But it's almost like a little too little too late right now to see if it works. Um, but I mean, if they get the ball rolling real quick, they could test it out. But yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. Them not having fans hurts as well because that's where they were actually yeah. a decent amount of. Well, because that's why, like, with the Bisons, like, there's no way that they could have had a season because their revenue comes from fans in the stands. Fans. So you yeah. can't. So yeah, now the Blue Jays are playing there or whatever. But yeah, all these teams that it relies a lot on like ticket sales and things like that, it, they're they're pretty much gonna die off. Like I don't know. I mean, now with the Blue Jays coming in, it might have saved the Bisons. Because I'm sure they're getting some sort of compensation. No, but, you're but the Bison's might have been the Bison's might have been done after this year. Like, nah, you need minor league baseball. That's Triple H. That, I mean, I would think most Triple H. Uh, it trickles down. I, yeah, I would think most Triple H teams will survive this. But yeah, a lot of minor league baseball teams are probably going to single A, on, double A. Yeah, yeah they're, going they're forward. Just, Which yeah. stinks. It does. All right, let's leave on a high note. Uh, do we got NBA bubble predictions for the playoffs? The Mavs game will win one game against the Clippers. That's the prediction. Okay, okay. I think I think the Lakers Portland is going to go to Game Six. And I think the Lakers win. Lakers in five. I say. I think Lakers there's. Six. I I think there's too much hype on the Blazers. It was fun. It was awesome to watch. But look at the teams they beat and how barely much they beat them. If, to me, as, as, right as long now. as Anthony Davis plays his game, because you know LeBron's going to get his. As long as Anthony Davis plays well, the Lakers will figure it out. They'll get out of this. I, I think the Lakers are going to win. Big guys to guard Davis, though. They, they can throw, you know, uh, three different guys that are his size, just bang on him by game three, game four, game five, wear him down a little bit. Like, I think that they will probably climb pretty well. Yeah, he'll say, oh, my, my ankle hurts or my knee hurts. He'll go and, and here's the thing with the Blazers. They are fun to watch. Lillard's awesome. I get it all. But they play no defense. And in playoffs, even in a bubble atmosphere, like, these scores are going to go down a little bit. I mean, who's going to score for the Lakers? Like, you can play no defense, but if you can't make the shots, okay, I'm going to leave you wide open. Can't make the shot. Yeah, that is you're right. You're absolutely right. The Lake, that's the biggest problem with the Lakers. I mean, the Lakers got, got a guy like me running out there like, okay, we'll let you shoot. And you shoot. <laughs> I just think the Blazers are way overhyped right now. I think, yeah, they're, they're obviously a little overhyped because of all the focuses on them right now. And they had to play, you know, they were playing to get stay alive, basically, and they did. But I think they have been fun. They've been thriving in the bubble, just kind of how the Suns were thriving in the bubble. And I feel like these top teams, like Milwaukee and the Lakers, um, they haven't – They, you know, they're still catching their step a little bit more or less. And I'm sure, you know, they already have their spots locked up, so it's not like they were trying as hard. They are just kind of going through the motions more or less. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a better series than what I thought it was going to be. Um, I think, like, home – you know, home court advantage is gone. Yep. Um, so that, that helps out, I would say the lower seeded teams, like, um, I, I think the West is still tough to get through. I think a good value bet might be on like Houston Rockets. It's like plus 3000. If, if Westbrook can come back and be healthy, then yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. And I like also, value wise, they're not going to yeah, beat the, they're not going to beat OKC. 
Yeah, that's gonna be a good. That's gonna be a good series. That, that I would be surprised if that goes. Southern. Chris Paul's got vengeance, and Chris Paul's got more dog than both Westbrook yeah. and Westbrook Harden. and um, strip, Stripper Boy um, <laughs> combined. And yeah, they got D'Antoni. Yeah, he couldn't win with yeah. the best team in the league. The Suns, yeah, the Steve Nash Suns, yeah, great team. Yeah, watch out Jimmy for the Heat. I love, I love Jimmy Butler. I love their vibe. That's a team to watch out for. I could see Miami maybe surprising people in the East. Raptors. And, I, and don't, and don't sleep on Toronto. Don't sleep, don't sleep on Toronto. I, I have a feeling Milwaukee's not going to win the East. I bet. I bet sleep on Toronto. You got the Raptors at plus two fifty because they're forgotten. People don't put them in the same category as the Clippers, Lakers, and Bucks. They don't. Yeah, they're in the West, and I think well, they should be. They should be in that top four category. Who's in the West? No, what I was saying is the Lakers, the Clippers, and the Bucks are lumped in as, hey, those are the favorites. Those are the best teams. You better put the Raptors in there, too. The Raptors aren't messing around. Yeah, I agree. I think that the, the Raptors will beat Boston in the, the next round. Milwaukee, though, they just have, I feel like their path is, is relatively easy. They're probably going to see Miami in the second round. You know they're going to sweep Orlando. Orlando? In the round. Yeah. Yeah. That's a sweet. I bet you Orlando gets one. Maybe. They'll be rested. Then they play Miami. I, they, I think they'll beat Miami in, in five games, maybe Ooh. six. Ooh, I don't and know. Maybe, I think it's going to get serious. Who comes out the other side? If it's Boston, that might give them a hard time or, or the Raptors. But, you know, you only need a couple wins there. I just feel like their path is the easiest of everyone's. If you look at the Lakers, they have a tough path. Either OKC or the Rockets could, could push them there. The Clippers, both the Jazz and uh, the Nuggets are pretty tough matchup as well. So they're going to beat the Mavs' ass. But I feel like Milwaukee has the best chance just because their path is the easiest to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Who do the Heat play first? In Indiana. So you get T.J. Warren versus Jimmy Butler. That's going to be a fun series. They hate and then is, it, is it Boston and Philly? Boston, that, Philly. Without, with no Ben Simmons. going to be – Really interesting. Yeah, and Joel Embiid it keeps leaving to go to the locker room every game. He's out of shape. I, I he's so disappointed. I he should be so much better than he is. Really high hopes for him, and I just I don't see it anymore. There's I, always an issue with him. Always. Yeah. Always. Like it's like me when I play with the boys for the first time in six months. Oh, hold on, guys. I need a break. <laughs> I don't know what he said. No. But I love no, he said, hold on, boys. I need a break. Oh, I'll be right back. And you're like, oh, because you're just out of shape and your calf hurts. Yeah, that's the Paul Pierce. You get carried, you get carried out into the locker room, and then you come because he put his pants back in. You nail yeah. the three, and everybody's no. He ain't shit himself like Paul Pierce, but he's just out of shape. Paul Pierce shit his pants. Paul, that's yeah, Paul, that's Paul, a fact. Yeah. Like Paul Pierce said, I shit myself, and I had to get carried off. He would have more respect today than he does by just getting carried off for like a little like. He said, "Yeah, I shit myself. I didn't want the poop to roll all over the court, so I got carried off." Yes. Yes, oh Tom. Anyway, so I think that's a good ending note. Yeah. All right. I put a hundred bucks on the Lakers a couple months before Corona, so I'm still rooting for the Lakers, but I'm gonna say. Tell them my to see money out and run over the lawnmower. My prediction is Clippers over Raptors. We're going to have a Clippers-Toronto final. That's my prediction. I think it's going to be Lakers-Bucks, the one everybody thought it was going to be. 
The only smart thing Neil's ever done in his life was put, I think he, I think he went and put 100 bucks on the after <laughs> At plus three fifty at the casino, he told me he's gonna do it. I said, "Yeah, man, I'd do it too." He's got the Raptors to win to win the East at plus three fifty. I should have hopped in on it with him. That's my bad. Papinchek, smart thing he's ever done. Papinchek put a hundred bucks on the Raptors last year to win it at plus twelve hundred after uh, when they were going into the Eastern Finals, and so he won twelve hundred bucks. And that's why he's nice. at where he's at, and you're where you're at. I think he's at where he's at because he, he made a lot of wiser <laughs> life decisions than I have. <laughs> and that's one of them. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. Well, it's all good right. seeing you all again. Yes. Um, hopefully we'll have another episode maybe before the season, and then once the season gets started, we can do it weekly again. Yeah, well, we should nice. do one. Can't wait. We should, yeah, we got to do one at Final Cutdowns. Yeah. That sounds good. Yes. All right, boys. Well, stay safe.